This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We have two very, very special guests for us today, and as a result, it will be a slightly different show. Uh, we'll be back with the usual features, like we're out to show the world the way to sing, Dear Mark, Tales from the Shed, and you're on CFFC in next week's show. But in the meantime, Alan, Huddy, Alan Huddy Hudson played 189 games for Chelsea, scoring 14 goals, and was instrumental in che- helping Chelsea lift the European Cup Winners' Cup in 1971. He was one of the most stylish and naturally gifted players ever to wear the famous blue shirt. Born within earshot of Stamford Bridge, he is also fondly remembered by Blues fans as one of the many players of that era who were often to be found in one of the local pubs, having a pint or three with the fans. A true Chelsea legend in every sense of the word. Now, we're honoured to have him on the show with us tonight. Now, the reason he's here with us tonight is because our second guest asked him nicely... That's right. If you've ever wandered up the Fulham Road before a Chelsea game, you might have heard this. Hurry up. It's only a pad. That's right. If you have heard that, then you would have met David Johnston, known as the Blue Blagger, the man behind the legendary CFC UK fanzine and website. Now, the Blue Blagger is with us tonight to tell us all about CFC UK. But the other thing, what you should know is that he did this show before us bunch of Muppets turned up. So I, so I don't know whether you should thank him or not, really, but there you go. Anyway, the Chelsea football fan cast, bluer than the new home kit with the man bra. Real fans, real opinions. Right, it's, I mean, I know I've just given a big up to our two very special guests, and so I should, but uh, let's introduce them all properly. Huddy, it's a real pleasure to have you on the show tonight, mate. Thank you so much for coming down and seeing us. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. I love it because the girls are serving us are so lovely, aren't they? Well, that's Ooh, why, we, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, we're yeah, coming here every week, you see, yeah, mate. Absolutely. But I must uh, retract, if I can, David. I don't want to do nick the mic off you, but... Go on. Uh, it doesn't sound too impressive, 14 goals in under so many games. But they were all good ones, mate. 
That's the difference. Well, not that I can remember that, but <laughs> I, can, I know in the first season that Osgood and Hutchinson scored something like 70 goals. Whoa. It wasn't your job to score goals in those days. Absolutely. Yeah, but, yeah, but the reason they scored 70 goals is because you no, were I'm passing the ball to them, you well, see. Well, I'm, I'm not blaming my trumpet. All I'm trying to say is that you got ranked today and he... Without his goals, Chelsea wouldn't be where they are. No, absolutely, without, in, without doubt. In, in them days, uh, you know, the game was so different. And when I moved on and played with Stoke, I, was, I played even deeper. So the game has changed that much. So this is the younger listeners that they go, oh, that's not very impressive, Dave, is it? But yours used to play two up front, so it wasn't a midfielder's job to score goals. How long was your name in Dave? <laughs> exactly. And, and speaking to the mic. It's not even my middle name either. Talk to the mic. <laughs> Mike, go on. Mike. Take <laughs> Enough. Uh, Blue Blagger, yeah, lovely yeah. to have you go on the show as well, my friend. Thank you very much for having me. And we should say as well, officially, thank you for, for flying the flag on the old podcast before we turned up and hijacked it off you, mate. That's okay, no worries. Um, it, um, it's nice to see that it is in very safe hands. I wouldn't call it safe hands. I'd call it in, a, in, in the hands. lunatics' hands. The lunatics took over the asylum when you left, mate. <laughs> well, so far anyway, we're all right so far, aren't we, I think? Yeah, there's an okay. uh, uh, hand grenade there somewhere. There is. That's for later. Uh, Martin, good to see you back. Great to be here again. Are you going to talk into the mic for me tonight? I'll try. I know. I know you're trying to drink Guinness as well, which makes it very hard, but... Chris... Uh, in a minute, might even sing the national anthem as well. Lovely. Yeah, good to be back. Good to see you too, bro. Tell, shall tell. It's fantastic. It's a privilege to be here tonight. Isn't it? Now, like, it okay, is. hands up round the table, not not Alan, obviously, but who actually saw, sitting round the table, Alan Hudson play for Chelsea live? Live, Chris. There we go. That's not bad. I think I must have done. You must have done. Well. You must have done. I think I, I must say one thing, if I can ask, if you see me play um, regular... Uh, what was my best game and what was my worst game that is the most interesting thing because I, I think about that every, especially when I woke up after the intensive care unit I used to ask myself every morning what was my best game my worst game and that got you that gets you through life Yeah, it's probably like any job football is no yeah. different um, so that will be an interesting topic we'll cover that I promise you that because there's some really good questions actually which I ought to add that the football fancast uh, the Chelsea football fancast audience have written some lovely questions in for Alan we'll go, in, we'll go into those in a minute uh, and we'll talk about the Blackburn game as well but before that we have this special thing Dave you see that every new guest on the show has to do the 60 second fan challenge okay. are you up for it my son yeah we'll give it a go because you won't live it down if you don't alright we'll give it a go alright it's really simple in a minute or, or nobody's ever actually some done people, it in a minute some people will do it in a minute but not C- Cundy took, took three minutes didn't he, did, he? Yeah, yeah. but he would wouldn't he right okay are you ready yeah. are you steady go what year did you first start supporting Chelsea I couldn't possibly reveal that for obvious security reasons fair cop what was the first home game you saw? Uh, Chelsea versus um, those uh, scumbags from North 17. Oh, what year was it, Dave? Uh, I couldn't possibly reveal Yeah, that. he's on the case. He's on the case tonight. I'll give him that. What was the result, mate? Uh, uh, I think it might have been a draw. can't remember. OK, what was the first away game you saw? Uh, would have been a London one. Yeah, another can't London remember, one. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember which one. So you won't, you won't remember the result then? <laughs> nah, Just I, don't remember, I can't remember last week's result. Mate, I have that problem going. too. Nobody believes me, but we, some of us are afflicted by a poor memory. I thought this was my 60 seconds. It is, that's true, but I always interrupt. Um, right, what's the best Chelsea goal you've seen? Uh, 
Got to be one of Alan Hudson's. Nice one. Uh, Which one, though? The right answer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that one you got against it. It's yeah. all right, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, if my memory serves me correct, that was the one that kind of went through the side netting, isn't it? Is that the famous Come one? On, one? Anyway, whatever. Okay, okay. Best match. Uh, copy one Valenuts. <laughs> <laughs> Cup Winners Cup Final 1971. Oh, Watched it loads of times okay. on the uh, video. There. They've released it on DVD, haven't they? Oh, have they? They have. I saw it up at the mega store the other week. I'll have to okay, come your house and watch it. By you will. Moment, we'll have like. a session. Now, this is a really easy question. Who was your favourite player? Valenuts. Very good. <laughs> right answer. Favourite Chelsea pub? The Ifield A, Alan. That's all right, wasn't it? Oh, that's a good old pub from the old days, that. Favourite drink? Uh, vodka and orange. Vodka and orange. Most legendary moment? Uh, oh, God. Well, how many do you want? my wife. Nah, I couldn't have mixed it <laughs> out on air, mate. Uh, how many do you want? The best one. The best one. There's a few. The best one. Let me give you two best on. ones. Bound down on behalf of every Chelsea supporter and kissing the feet of Gianfranco Zola. Oh, that's a good one. And suing Ken Bates and beating him first yeah. person in the country Ooh. to beat him. I had a God, feeling that you. might have got crept in there. We'll be talking about that later. Right. I think that gets, I think, I think that gets a huge round of applause. A blue flagger on form. Not once caught out by me, but then that's not hard. Anyway, well done, mate. That was uh, really sporting of you to Cheers, do that. Cheers, mate. Did I pass? You did. You Thank definitely you. passed. Cheers, mate. Up the Chelsea. Up the Chelsea. And I think, I think definitely the most, most legendary moment. Oh, okay. It was moment. more than a minute because he kept minute. talking. I know. It was about three, but we're not, we don't count. We're not very good at counting on this show. Anyway, look, we'll be discussing the last home game of the season and Gus's farewell after this short break. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Now, if you haven't already, then check out our host website, footballfancast.com. There's a homepage for Chelsea where you can find lots of blogs including some written by our very own Felix and Mike Harvey, and there's all sorts of people writing on there now, even Chris occasionally when he's not revising. What's the one? Anyway, uh, check it out. It's all good stuff. Now, I'm going to do a very quick... Uh, we should do a quick review of the, of the Blackburn game, where we were, although I did... I ought to say this. I interrupted this horribly on Sunday for everybody by sticking a camera in their face for most of the day. Uh, I'm amazed they're all still talking to me, but there you go. Yeah, I meant starting drinking at 11.30 in the morning, which is always handy. Uh, you just made sure we were in the pub really early. But that was my sop to you to get you in the pub yeah. really early. I managed to avoid him. Yeah, <laughs> apart from one thing, I should say this actually, because my stupid cameraman tried to get himself killed. He wouldn't wait oh, yeah. outside of the so bar, and he wandered in whilst I was sorting up the deal upstairs. And I, and I realised that something was going horribly wrong when I could hear from downstairs... You can, you can stick, stick the fucking camera up your ass. You can stick the. And, and I thought, oh my god! So I had to run out, and I found Dave, and, and Dave thankfully came in. I know he yeah. sorted it out. So well done, Dave. Anyway, talking of the game, I mean, it really was mad, wasn't it? I mean, we could have won ten nil. Who wants could, to pick up he this one? He could easily have won eight ten nil. Yeah, it was missed so many chances. I don't know whether Robinson played out of his skin or, or, or people kept kicking it at him. Actually, he didn't do bad, but no. I mean, t- you know, it could have easily been ten. Tell yeah, what do you we think? hit the bar as well, and uh, you know, we, it would have been nice to get the goals in to maybe claw back the goal difference on Liverpool. Well, just to put a bit more pressure on the scouts. Yeah, yeah, just even though they're they're probably gonna do it now. Well, they probably are, but yeah. So, but it would have been nice to knock some goals, and it would have been nice for Manelka to nick the golden boot. 
I thought that was really funny because I was. I, I, I remember a moment in the game. I thought, "Hello, hello." They're basically just trying to make sure Nick scores to. to they were trying to set him up. Yeah, yeah, Frank Lampard should have gone for goal instead. Yeah. Of and Drogba turn inside and pass it. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you seen Drogba pass in the penalty area ever? <laughs> but he was. Alan, did you see the game, Alan? At I all? did watch the game. Yeah. Yeah. What, what did you think? I think that um, my first impression, the first time I've met you gentlemen, I know David very well, and I know he's. He cuts his finger, blood's blue. Um, Here we but go. I, he's going to start slagging us off. But no, no, we no, I think um, I think that um, maybe that's because Chelsea haven't done better this season. I think it's very unprofessional. Um, who gets the goals? It doesn't matter. No. Mm. That's why Arsenal fell. They try and walk the ball in. That's why they're no good no more. Mm. They, they'll be lucky if they get in the top four next year. Go on, Alan. Go no, on. carry on, Dad. I was going to say, I mean, you know, the, you know, when you played in the, in, the, in the great team that you played for, there were some incredibly um, very skillful, very good players, people like yourself, Ozzy, Charlie Cook, mm. you know, and, and when you've got some flair players like that in the side, there has to be a bit of arrogance about them as well. Did, were you never in a situation in a game where you were so on top of the opposition, they were so piss poor that you were playing with them a bit? Well, no, I don't think the game's changed that much because I think Blackburn were awful. Although they were awful, they had a couple of great chances to yeah. score. And I, I don't think that should happen. I, I think it was a little bit after Lord Mayor's show yeah. and thinking of the FA Cup final. It was like a pre-season friendly in some ways, isn't it? It was a little bit like the mm. Charlton game when under Marino was the last game of the season and it was disappointing. The match was so disappointing, yet the after-match was so it was like going to a royal wedding, yeah. I would imagine. It's fantastic what happened afterwards. Yeah. The families on the field and all that. It was that. nice. Though, yeah. yeah, it was a fantastic yeah, day, and I think it reminded me a lot of that. But for the paying customer and the watching viewer, the performance wasn't great. I think Drogba was awful. Yeah, he did have a poor game. I thought. I think he was awful because his first touch was really poor, wasn't it? I, I think he. I think it showed the the bad side of his game because I think it it was a. Something from the Barcelona game where he had let himself down so much with his antics that he was thinking, I'm going to behave myself today. And I've never seen him behave himself so much and play so poor. Mm. And in, in fairness, against Arsenal, he, he behaved himself. He was, he was, his behaviour was perfect yeah, and he played a good game. He always yeah, well, against Arsenal. Yeah, yeah well, I've, I've got to be fair, I'm disabled and I can hardly walk, but I would have been, I could play against Arsenal today. <laughs> <laughs> I could. I mean, baby. We like that. He said you can swear. I mean, I could. You're I mean, right. I yeah, could. I mean, I, I could cause Arsenal damage even today. I mean, yeah. it's been 11, 12 years since my accident. I'm, I'm struggling. I could actually play against Arsenal today. I thought I'd seen you on the subs bench again. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, uh, if you play well against Arsenal today, don't, you know, blow your trumpet. Um, yeah, but it's always nice to put four past them at their place, Oh, yeah. Isn't it? I, I think Drogba is a big match player. He's one of those players that kind of... There was two things on his mind against Blackburn. One was he's got to behave himself because it's the last home game yeah. and he will get sacked. Yeah. And number two, I'm going to save my big performance for the FA Cup well, time. Well, so. That's so. a feeling I've got. Amen to that day. Dave. Sorry, I, I like Didier Drogba. I like him every second that he's on the pitch as long as he's on his feet. Yeah. I hate him. I don't hate so him. So you like Didier. him for half hour, do you? 
he's brilliant when he's when he's on his game. It, you said that his first touch weren't there on Sunday. But I didn't say that. Dave said oh, that. Somebody said his first. Oh, touch. No, I thought I'd agree with it. He, he was trapping well, it for it, like, right. kick it. Don't you think? Don't you think that um, I'm a I'm a realist that everything he does all his antics in the box and everything else where he falls over and he goes to the ground and he makes that he's injured when he's not it's come back to haunt him in the Barcelona game oh, it did no. well, it did cry wolf it did that, but, you know. no no I'm not people right. I, I, I watched it no, other people and everything David it does in life it does it comes back to haunt you and that's what happened with him that night and I think that is, I, I blame the manager for that he should have told I was at the Fulham game at Stamford Bridge and mm. when he was raging and ranting at the, the linesman, you know, when they were having a, a good day in the sunshine, passing the ball and Nelka was doing tricks and all this, he's screaming at the linesman. Now, the manager should have said to him, don't do that. But they don't, and they haven't. And the trouble with it is... What do you mean they don't? Well, he's they, a, well, they he's haven't, an, they he's haven't sorted it out. He's a very experienced manager. Yeah, but they they have. I mean, he's done that consistently since he's been at Chelsea. Nobody seems to have got him under control. Like yeah, that. but he's probably the best manager Chelsea have yeah, had. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Oh, yeah, this is a marriage on. made in heaven. There's going to be a, a divorce made in heaven. Can, can, can I just say on that, on that point there, shouting at the officials, there's a lot worse than Didier Drogba. Oh, I think Didier Drogba is a quality, quality Chelsea player. I think he's great, apart from when he's... All right, moving moving on from Didier, and we were talking about. Hang on a second, Martin. Yeah, talking yeah. about Gus, uh, Alan was mentioning Gus. I mean, one of the, I mean, you know, forget the game in a way. It, the, it, clearly, it became all about Goose in the second half. With done, it's a lovely moment actually when everybody was singing, you know, one Gus hitting, and then it was yeah. all we want you to stay. And that, and he bowed, and there was a lovely. Everybody he did, he did. stood he up, and gave the standing back, ovation yeah. in the middle of a game, and I've never seen that before. I thought that was fantastic. What, what do you think about that, Chris? Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. Um, it's probably not enough to make him stay. I reckon if we had got to the Champions League final and won it, I said it before, you know, that feeling he has, yeah. you know, if he'd seen us lift the Champions League trophy, then he would have said, I have to stay because I can't recreate this in Russia. But it was, it was a nice moment. It was. Tell, what do you think? Well, I was amazed to hear that Hiddink said, uh, I had second thoughts about leaving Third for, thoughts, a, he said Third as well. for, a, for a brief time. So, you know, keep having been, him, mate. He's been saying, I'm going and that's it. So I was amazed to hear that. So. Yeah. I tell you What's what, story? Though, if we go to Wembley and win the FA Cup, that's going to be a massive occasion for him. He yeah. might change his mind. He might. He might say, "I don't want to go back to Russia." Okay, look, final it's cold po- over there. final point on <laughs> final point on the game because I've got to mention this because this will make Dave laugh. But Mark, you know, we were all singing, "We want you to stay, we yeah. want you to stay." In the middle of a ba- yeah, but remember what happened afterwards in Gate 17 when Steve the Steward was basically oh Steve the Steward he yeah. took his he took his steward's jacket off and oh, revealing his Chelsea shirt. And he was trying to get everybody to stand up. Yeah. So we all started this chant of, we want you to stay, we, we want, want you to stay, Steve the steward. We, we want, want you to stay. It was really funny. Absolute proper Chelsea moment, really. Anyway, enough of that, because we've got and much more... the rest more of the were looking at us, wondering what the hell they was were, going on. They were, weren't they? We have got far more interesting things to talk about than the bloody old Blackburn game. Uh, so or after Steve the break, Steve. or even Steve the steward, who is quite important, let's face it. Now, although yeah. I have to reveal that he is Top also man. a cottager... He's a top man, though. He was there, wasn't he? He was. Full him away. Anyway, after the break, we will be talking to our very, 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 very special guest, Alan Hudson, about his days as one of the kings of the King's Road. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. 
I love this first question that I've written actually because um, it just shows what well, goes through. You wrote it? No, because it just shows that I can't spell as well as speak. Well, the pith of the yeah, I know. Terraces From the, the terraces pith. to the pith, as a teenager, how said like being on the pith. I know on the pith. Maybe <laughs> I'll rephrase it. Anyway, you were you. I know you were on the terrace. I know you're a bit of a Fulham fan previously, but I mean, you did stand on the terraces before oh, you played for Chelsea. Sorry, Dad. Sorry, we have to have a Jana break. Jana oh, break. Let's all say, let's all wave at Jana. Let's all wave at Jana. La 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 la. Anyway, moving back. Um, yeah, I mean, you were on the terraces and you were a local lad, and then you ended up playing for Chelsea as a teenager. I mean, how the hell did that feel? That must have been amazing. Well, it was amazing. But only because there was a lot of people in Chelsea who had some fantastic talent in Chelsea that never made it and my father was a great influence um, said that I would and it was um, it, it was quite incredible that I, I was stood on the shed although I wasn't a Chelsea supporter and all through my days playing for Chelsea Dave as you know <coughs> and I love you by the way don't keep looking at me like that um, it's very touching this is, they are very close. I should tell people who are watching in black uh, and white. Oh, yeah, very my close. mate. I'm my moving mate. away. I do face. love the man. I do love the man. He's my great connection at Chelsea Football Club. and I love him for that. We're friends. But, and, I, and I love that he loved me being one of the players that I was. But I played with Chelsea and I still wasn't a Chelsea supporter, which is something very special. I mean, when I see players kiss a badge and then move on and then kiss the other badge, yeah, yeah. I don't like well, we can we can have a show on that alone, can't we? <laughs> Who does that? Uh, but for me, it was um, it was just them first couple. The first year for me was incredible. You know, I, I got in the team. Um, we won the FA Cup, and I, I wasn't really ready for it. Um, and then we won the European Cup Winners' Cup. First year I was. Uh, runner-up uh, player of the year in the country. So, so it was very, very special. Yeah. But I still wasn't ready. I, I was not really a player for Chelsea at that time. I was just a run-around you, you, you were 17, weren't you, when you made your debut? Were you 17? I think 18. 18. Though. Yeah, 18. I was 18. What age were you when you won the Cup? Uh, well, I got in the team when I was 18. I was 19 yeah. by the time we won it. But, I mean, today, in today's standards, when you see Rooney play when he's 16, but he's, he's a monster, isn't he? He was, wasn't he? Um, he wasn't as good as me either. <laughs> <laughs> Too right. No, he, well, he, well, he wasn't. He's, he's, a, he's a fantastic player, what he does, but he, he wasn't Charlie Cook and he wasn't Peter Osgood and he wasn't me. I mean, these players are built up to be something they're not. Yeah. Um, I think Peter Osgood and Charlie Cook in today's team would have Chelsea supporters eating out of the hand. And that's all to do with TV, Alan, I think. Because Absolutely. We, I mean, you know, I, I, only, I only ever saw you play on TV. I think the first time I saw you play was probably in the, in the League Cup final. And, yeah, uh, we won't know, mention it. We won't, exactly. I don't want to mention it, but, uh, you know. <laughs> no, uh, the and, and there were only, only a few games on telly then, and that was why. Well, that's absolutely. The I mean, if Sky TV had been about then, yeah. then uh, the profile, and we'd all be a lot richer. I mean, you wouldn't have to be paying for this. I'd, I'd buy everything. I might yeah. even buy the pub. No, we, we, we went to see... We, we if you see, bought the pub, we we'd see, be in here all the time, mate. No, we went to see Chopper on Friday night, uh, and he was saying his last pay packet at Chelsea was £295 a week. That was an 80, wasn't it? That was an 80 when you yeah. retired. Who was that? Chopper. Yeah, but he, he's still a rich man because he never spent any of it. 
Um, Only you can say that. Well, Tommy, Tommy Baldwin, me, Charlie Cook, and Pete Rosgood weren't the richest. Uh, you know, he didn't throw his money around. But you know, we every Friday, yeah, every t- every Friday morning, we used to have a bank manager's letter on our carpet to say that you've got to come in and see him and Crazy. talk about your other drafts. Talking, talking of that great but, side... Um, sorry, sorry, Dave, go on. We like um, Bobby Chamberlain. And, uh, so, uh, we like uh, Tommy Baldwin, Charlie Cook. We're going on Peter to... Oscar's Dave's going to ask me some questions about his my favourite Chelsea players. I will, I will. I will later. Um, but, I mean, just it's, it's, a good, it's a good point you made, Alan, actually, about the comparison between then and, and, and now. But, I mean... You know, for those of us who weren't really lucky enough to see it in the flesh, as it were, how good was that side of the late 60s, early 70s? Well, we had a very, very good team. I think today, obviously, like every team in the country, you, you know, I heard someone say about Manchester United the other day, this is the best squad they've ever had. Well, it wasn't. 68. <laughs> Absolutely not. You know, there's no Teddy Sheringham, there's no Roy Keane, there's no uh, the fullback back no, I don't think Ferdinand's that good. I don't think oh. Manchester United are that good. In Nor do we. <laughs> I know, but that, but that's more through bias. I'm, that's I'm, true. You know, but I'm, I'm not no, biased. I think you've got. To actually, I think it's a valid they point. Not, actually. They are not. They are not. I that do good. agree with you about Ferdinand. Yeah, yeah. Lapses, they it? are not that good. And players, if if you go back uh, and compare players from today and then, you know, I think. Um, to answer a question before you ask the question is maybe John Terry, Frank Lampard, um, Joe Cole. Joe Cole's got a chance. Um, we've probably got in the 70s team. Really? McCready was the best fullback in the world. Mm. Um, John Terry is no doubt probably the greatest centre half in the world. Lampard are getting any team mm. and he'd have been good playing with me. Um, <laughs> Well, it would. Would. No, he yeah, would. No, he, he would. would. Because yeah. Yeah, can I just let the listeners into a little insight? Him and um, Lampsy are quite close, aren't they? You, like, you get on, don't you? With, um, I'm Frank going out of his wife at the moment. I should be <laughs> 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 oh, you sure? I, heard, I heard it was some non-league player, but, you know, maybe you will still play. got on, Dave. <laughs> I am that. a non-league player at the moment. <laughs> no, but, I mean, we like the Frank's Lampers, m- don't we? I love Frank. Yeah. Frank's a fantastic player. You know, I, I always want to do something with Frank and Jimmy Greaves as a, the three number eights. And, Lovely, uh, yeah. That yeah, would be yeah, magic. Yeah. That would be know. something to do, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Oh, well, Frank, and I must remind everybody that I got into Chelsea. He was going to Leeds and his old man called me. And Is that for real? Yeah. I never absolutely. knew that. Absolutely. Well, thank and you, Al. There's something else that Chelsea never paid me for. Bloody hell. Right. I tell you what, it was, it was nice after the, after, after the Blackman game. The cameras actually showed Frank Senior sitting in the crowd. They did, or standing they? in the crowd. Yeah, they did. Yeah, he never paid me either. Never he, paid him. No, because Frank Senior called me. Hmm. He said, Frank's going to Leeds with Rio Ferdinand and all them. There was yeah, all the yeah. trouble there. And I said, if your son, he said, what do you think? Where's he go, Leeds or Chelsea? Chelsea had come in for him. I said, he wants to be a superstar, I'll go to Stamford Bridge. And... Uh, no one's ever acknowledged that. They all think that I have a pop at Chelsea, I do this and that. I've done more good for Chelsea in that one transfer deal alone. Sure. That's unbelievable. I, I think, he, actually, that deserves a round of applause. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 No, everyone at the time thought 11 million, what would we pay that for Frank Lampard? But, but look what he Bottom turned into. I, I, I was, Martin, I was in hospital and my cousin 
come up to me one night, he's a big Chelsea fan, he got Chelsea watch, Chelsea ring, Chelsea yeah, everything, and he, he come to see me, I was laying there, and he said, I, I don't think you're right about Frank. He said, you've, you've said that he's going to do this, because I used to watch him a lot at West Ham. He, you know, my son was there at the time. And um, I said, Tommy, next season, watch this boy. And he's done everything I thought he would do, and more. I don't think anyone expects him to be this great a player. Mm. No, I, I agree I with that. Ranieri was a huge influence on him, wasn't he, of course? Well, he was, he was, but I well, think... Probably more especially Ranieri's trainer. Well, he was, but I think the greatest... Uh, thing you say about Frank Lampard the, 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 the most credit you can give to Frank Lampard is what Frank Lampard has done to himself because I've seen him work in training I've seen him work on his game I've seen him work on his sprints I've seen him shoot in and perfect season, everything yeah. and I don't think there are managers that can change you and change your life as a player mm. but I think Frank Lampard is one player that can actually walk away and say I did that myself. Okay. I think he's got to be one of the most consistent and fittest midfielders yeah. for a long, long time. Well, I think, I think yeah. we, said, record, we said this on the podcast day. once, that one day we'll look back <coughs> and say, we were lucky enough to see Frank Lampard play. Oh, yeah. I wrote an article yeah. about it for yeah. CFC UK, yeah. I thank you. Um, listen, we're going to move on. We're going to move on because I've got some questions from the, from the people who, who are stupid enough, mad enough, wonderful enough to listen to this show. <laughs> Um, we have to listen, won't we? I have to listen to it, the, apparently. The but there we go. Um, th there are some actually within all of this. You'll find out during the program, Al. But there's, the, you know, apart from the questions, a lot of the people have written and have appended some lovely comments about you too. But um, one of so which, one of which, no, this is in a, himself. This is no, I did. This is not me. This is a guy called Steve Philpotts. Okay. So it's not me. That's, I don't have a. No, I'm talking about Alan Hudson. I said all them. <laughs> But I, okay, well we'll f we'll soon find out if he remembers any of them. Are you ready? I'm right. Ready. Still, Steve Philpotts, who's one of our listeners, as he wrote in and he said, "I saw Huddy at the Stoke away game this year. He was their star guest for the day. The first thing he did when he got on the pitch was turn to the Chelsea fans who were singing his name and bow to us. Legend. Question: What was the most memorable game you ever played for in Chelsea? And just before you answer that, Big Phil Norman also had that same question. I need to mm. mention him. So, what was your most memorable, memorable game? If I, can I speak English? No. Memorable game. Try it again. Close. Well, no, I, I don't think it's game. I think it's moment. And it, it's, um, I think the most memorable moment I had was when I, I didn't, as I said earlier in the show, I never scored many goals, but I scored a goal at Coventry one day, and it was not only the most fantastic goal, I ran about 80 yards. It reminded, if you can remember, cast your mind back to Frank Lampard's scoring against Bolton. Yes. To one on the league. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was much yeah, like that. Deal, yeah. But only I ran for about 10 of them. Jeez. Frank couldn't do that. No. Sorry, Frank. He couldn't. Um, <laughs> You're right. No, but, but I, I go behind the goal, and we, we were playing fantastic at the time. I looked to pass it in the Wazzy, looked to pass it in the Ats, and they were tight, and I went through... Ran behind the goal after I scored, and Ozzy's on the way back. He said, that's fantastic. He said, let's go back behind the goal and wave to the crowd again. And all the shed are behind the goal, and I've done it again, and they come back. He's just taking the piss out of me, wasn't he? <laughs> and, he and we run back for the second time, and he went, that's unbelievable, mate. He said, that's the second greatest goal I've ever seen in my life. 
I went, oh, fuck off, Oswald. <laughs> now, this is in the middle of the field, right? And we're just gonna, they're just going to kick off. I said, what was the best one? And he said, the one I scored against Burnley. He said, <laughs> I, I said, I'll beat one more. He said, and the pitch was heavier. And I was like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, that is a game. And I, I did the same thing against Sheffield Wednesday about a week later at Stamford Bridge and got a stand ovation. But I scored two fantastic goals in a week, which I think was for Matthew Harding. Because it was under, uh, he was. He said it was his favourite goal. Right, excellent. Um, so, that, that that is what stands out in okay. my mind. I like that. And I, now I think I, I I know that you've been writing in the questions because the the next one is a great link to what you were just saying, and it is from Big Phil Norman, who says, "What did you think of the Chelsea support at the time, especially away?" Well. I, I, I'm staying at Stoke at the moment. Uh, the Stoke fans have kept them in the Premiership. Yeah. And I've, I've read today that, you know, they voted the Stoke fans as their best player of the season, which is phenomenal. That is phenomenal, isn't it? But the night I didn't play at Old Trafford uh, in 1970 was the most incredible thing of all time. Uh, I've never seen any, even Manchester United didn't get that kind of support. Against Leeds in the semi uh, in, in the final, the final replay was yeah. unbelievable. Big Phil was there, both games. Big Phil was there. Well, it? well, you ain't seen nothing like that. The only other game was when we beat Bruges in the Cup Winners' Cup and it's Stanford Bridge. Mm. Um, that was Pete Roski's comeback, wasn't it? Absolutely. He scored twice. Absolutely. Because he? Yeah. he got uh, suspended for uh, yeah. eight weeks. I made weeks, them both, Dave. I made them both. But yeah, he was out for eight weeks, wasn't he? Right. And he'd come back and he scored, but that was unbelievable. And as a kid, uh, when they beat Roma, I was behind the goal when they, they were singing our the Dirty Roma. They're, they're the three matches at Stamford Bridge. 65? Yeah. Yeah, must yeah. have been something like that. Yeah. yeah, the year before I yeah. was made apprentice. Yeah. But I remember Venables got a hat-trick and they were singing our... Uh, Eddie got sent off. And yeah. Not bad for a non... Chelsea's fault, isn't Not it? bad at all. No, I mean, they are great. I mean, we all know. We, all, we are all amongst them. But, I mean, we were talking about history, weren't we? On the we're way talking about 66,000, 70,000 people yeah. there screaming. And, yeah. you know. At that time, a lot of the fans used to, used to go to Chelsea one week and, chill, uh, and Fulham the next. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And what would you say? That's the way it should be. Mm. But mm. society's changed, hasn't yeah. it? Uh, but that's the way it is. It, on the Wales End, where Dave and I just met... Um, that's what they did. We used to meet in the pub on uh, in, a, in a cafe at the Wells End, and they go to Craven Cottage one week and Stamford Bridge the next. Uh, but that couldn't happen today. All right, we've got another question from Dave Jones, who who's become a great mate of ours because he, he he comes from Swindon and, and he's been listening to the show. And he now meets us in the Malt House before the games. He's a lovely lad, and he write he wrote he's a, he's a man of a certain age, like a few of us are. And he says, "Chidge, what a fantastic guest. My favourite memory of Alan." is of him scoring at the near post from a corner or a free kick very close to the corner flag. I'd love to hear him describe it so that I can relive it again. Huddy, you're a legend. Cheers, Chidge. Now, we, we, I don't know if you remember the it's goal that he's vague, talking about. It? We did actually all slag flag him off. Near the corner flag. Alan, we slagged him off on, on, the fa on the Facebook group, said, well, tell us what bloody game, Dave, and we might have a chance. But there we go. He, no, he I, did I, qualify by saying it was a night game and it might, may have been a foggy, foggy night. That's what he remembers. No, I, I, that's a night. I think he's talking about a night in the probably the two greatest semi finals of the League Cup ever played. We played Tottenham at home. We won 3 2 and then we went to White Hart Lane 
and about 10 minutes from the end it was our lane, I handballed it, they got a penalty, scored the penalty and I scored right at the end of the game. That was a game. A lot of people think I took a corner, but I didn't. Uh, oh, it was about a yard from the corner flag. And that's the one that's what he's talking about. The free kick yeah. near the corner flag. That is it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was a game. But what was so wonderful about it is my dad used to take me to White Hart Lane whenever he could finish work on time. And, and, and we used to stand in that paddock. And, I, and as soon as I scored it, I just ran along the side of the paddock. I ran straight down. We didn't even have time to kick off. Uh, but as it happens, that was the worst goal I've ever scored in many ways because <laughs> we got to the final, didn't we? And we played Stoke, and um, yeah, that's what broke the team up. Mm. All right, okay, we should move on. I, I've already bu- decided, by the way, that this is going to be the longest show we've ever done because it's too. He much, talks to Matt, it? It's too much fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's too much fun, and we've got Dave on, and he's making the difference. Anyway, look, after a short break, we'll be talking to Alan about the latter stages of his Chelsea career and what happened to him after he left. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! We are back with you all and uh, we're talking to Alan Hudson who's, who's been a beautiful man in turning up and doing the show with us which is great stuff now I was talking to him a bit earlier about questions that the Facebook group have, uh, have been sending in and uh, we've got a cracker from uh, Robert Delcini which is uh, kind of on a subject very close to these boys hearts he says we've all heard the stories of the Chelsea team of the 70s and the Kings Road culture uh, what was it like to tour Europe with those players he says I- I'm going to kind of add a bit to that Alan as well so kind of like tell us generally about the legendary drinking in the clubs of the Kings Road with the boys I think um, I told a story not long ago that when we won the Cup Winners Cup because we weren't getting a lot of money our um, incentive was the the air hostesses to get through to the next, <laughs> to get through to the next round, and we had four four marriage breaks up break up that season. Can I just add that um, Ozzy's last wife, Lynn, was an air hostess. Was yeah, she really and, and Pippa Pippa so, Cook yeah, Brown was. She's got the ring of truth yeah. about it. Hasn't yeah. There yeah. was there was four divorces the season we won the Cup Winners Cup. There was four divorces, so it wasn't that was the incentive of Chelsea winning the Cup Winners' Cup, whereas today they get 150 grand and yeah. they get this. And yeah, but Al, that's only money. It's only, only money, but money can wreck your life. Yeah, um, so can an air hostess. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially British Caledonian and British Airways, and it's unbelievable. <laughs> some yeah, of them can wreck, some them can wreck more than your life. <laughs> what? Some of them can wreck more than your life. Yeah, that's true. But Lynn Osgood's... A lovely lady. No, Lynn is an I know, treasure. I know. Yeah. Lynn is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but what I'm trying to say is um, that was the reason we won the Cup Winners' Cup. It wasn't... Well, what happened the next season, then? Well, they closed one of the airlines oh. down, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get the staff. So, I mean, you know... Everyone was pregnant. <laughs> the, the thing is, Alan, I mean, the, the thing that I think we all kind of look back to with kind of very rose-tinted spectacles is the fact that in those days when you were playing with the lads, you know, you would drink in the local pubs with the fans there. And, I mean, you know, we can't get near any of the current team now, you know, but in those days we would be in the same pubs as you drinking with you. Oh, absolutely. I mean, but that's um, it's probably the same in Hollywood, isn't it? You know, 
things have changed dramatically, uh, no matter cricketers, rugby players, whatever. But in them, in them days, I can remember going, a, going away on the train. To away games? To the away games. On the train. On the and, come, and, and the football specials coming back. No, but uh, I mean, that's the way it was then. In, in them days, we'd, uh, we'd meet at Euston uh, Station at three o'clock on Friday afternoon or whatever and, and get on the train or, or Saturday morning if it was at going to Stoke, which took an hour and a half. And on the way back, you'd be drinking with the, with the fans, you know, because we were, you know, it, it, it was that close. Today, it's uh, impossible. Yeah. Wouldn't happen at all, which is a shame because no. I mean, I, I mean, apart from the massive wealth that a lot of the players have these days and everything else around it, and the the whole kind of media control, I suspect that actually, when it boils down to it, a lot of them are very like us at the end of the day. You know, they're normal guys, really, who just have to happen to have a lot of talent and are earning a lot of money. But I, I, I think also that um, football clubs don't help today. I think no. that they should have where that has been cut out. I, I believe that football clubs today should have at least once a month where the players can meet yeah. the real fans. Yeah. I'm not talking I'm not talking about those, those that come to the big matches and buy tickets, come yeah. out of the woodwork yeah. when you get the cup finals. I'm talking about the real fans who you've met today. Yeah. Dave. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, you are the real fans. Oh, well, but, well, but you know, I know what you mean. But those today they should have once once a month where they can actually go and have a beer with them and and the mm. players will respond to that to meet the real people yeah, the people that will. really got it in the heart I don't suppose a lot of them drink these days but oh they do <laughs> <laughs> oh they do <laughs> uh, they don't have sex club. either do they no, no obviously not <laughs> no no right. Dave Blake. so we've, so we've we're all drinking at exclusive clubs I don't know up the West End so yeah. they're not going to drink around local boozers well, they they do. That's another that's another interesting point. But this show point. will go on forever. Um, I believe Hopefully. that they. Well, I believe that they should have a a, a a club now where only players and their special guests and wives or girlfriends or whatever they are should go into because there's too much. You see the Ledley King the other day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got all that going on. Players today, if you're getting that, getting that kind of money, shouldn't go into places. What Harry Renat's talking about drinking is not the drinking; it's mixing with yeah. people that are gonna yeah. and the wags. Want to have a go, yeah. And the wags. Yeah. Because there's that, money in it for them if they do. Absolutely. Exactly. You're right. Absolutely. Dave, Dave, you were going to make a point a second ago. Make a point, Dave. I'd just like to say that um, I was talking to um, Ashley Cole the other day, and at the next. Player of the Year award, which is on um, the next Thursday. Yeah, it is, isn't it? The players themselves, John Terry and Ashley Cole themselves, on behalf of all the players, asked whether they'd be allowed to mingle with the guests because the last couple of Players of the Year awards have been a farce with the players really? all blocked off from, mm. you know, meeting all. Which is players. just a joke. And fair play to Ashley Cole and Big John Terry for sorting that. Yeah themselves yeah. and they're Look, gonna go right. out their way to make sure that everyone goes round to the tables and meets the player. Yeah. Meets the supporters and Fair play. Fair play to them. That's good. Um so moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on. Uh David Bergen from Glasgow, he writes 
the oft phrases had a disagreement with or following a bust up with are trotted out to explain players moving between clubs. I, I, I know where he's going with this, Alan. What is your most memorable difference of opinion with a manager? At Chelsea. Well, anywhere, really, I think. But I think he probably means Chelsea. Because who were you managed by? Were you, you were there when the dock was there, right? Or was it Sexton? Yeah, yeah. Tommy Dock had signed me. Yeah. Um, so you had the dock and Sexton whilst you were at Chelsea, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, which was totally different. They were chalk and yeah. cheese. Didn't um, Alf Ramsey pitch you? <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a great story I've heard about that, actually. Yeah. When, I, uh, I, when, I mean, yeah. I've been to the top and I've been to the bottom, which we all have in football, is no different. Again, I've, I've had Tony Waddington and Stoke City, and I've had Don Revy Don as my manager. Mm. Now, who wants to be managed when you get in the England team by Don Revy? I mean, the man is a dog, the thug. He's a he's a racist. Well, his Leeds team a, a, a showed it. Team. He's a slag. The man, the man was a total slag. Um, there's one thing, you know, in football that you do is there's rivalry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is not. You don't go to the depths that this man done. So, I mean, Rev, Revy was the bottom. As regards Dave Saxon, I, I like Dave Saxon. I think it was he should have, but he should have kept to being a coach and not a manager he wasn't a manager a man manager he was a teetotaler and when you're a teetotaler it don't work you don't get people who drink if you're a teetotaler absolutely yeah. you know it's like your wife being a teetotaler and you drink and yeah. the, the marriage ain't going to work it ain't going to last is it no he was no. going to fit in at Chelsea was he <laughs> no well uh, Dave in all fairness he I, and I told Brian Mears this uh, not long ago that you know, that he should have got rid of Dave Saxon instead of getting rid of me and Peter Osgood. Can you imagine today if Chelsea sold John Terry and Frank Lampard? Which is kind of uh, what you're talking about. To sell that's you at the age of 22, I mean, that's, that's unbelievable. 22, you, you're not even coming into your prime yet. That's ridiculous. Well, absolutely. And um, all the reasons were that the club was falling apart. But... And I said to Brian is what you did wrong was when you had a board meeting, you should have actually brought me and Peter Osgood into the board meeting and try and work things out because it was a, it was a period where Chelsea lost maybe 20 years over that. Yeah. Because of the building the stand yeah. and yeah. we thought, well, we sell him. But apart from me, I thought I was a good player, but Peter Osgood was irreplaceable. If you're going to sell a player, Alex Ferguson don't do it. If you're going to sell a player, make sure you've got a replacement. Yeah. You know. Actually, so it would be like getting rid of John Terry and Lampard today at a stroke. Uh, are you, you going to replace them? No, well, that's it. There's not a better centre-half and there's not a better midfield player unless you get Gerrard. But still, you still got. To, it's still going yeah. to take you a year for Gerrard to fit in. So you Frank is uh, Gerard doesn't have the discipline that Lampard has to when he has to play defensive, he plays defensive. Gerard's not really good at that. Well he's in all fairness, um, I think Frank's made that role his his own. Yes. And he's done better in it. But with Gerard, I think he's a better player. I mean the, the Liverpool man, he's been playing him out wide. Well the reason he's got more goals than Frank this season is because he's been playing basically as a second striker, isn't he? 
They play men behind Torres. Without Frank's goals, Chelsea wouldn't be exactly. where they are. No, they wouldn't. 20 goals a season for the last five years. You need one more to get 20 this year. This is, all, this is a, very, it's a very good point that Alan's making, actually. It fits in very much with what Dino Spagnoli, our little friend in Australia. Spagnoli. Spagnoli. Yeah. Um, he says, what a great guest to have. I've watched so many videos of Alan playing in the Chelsea team of the 1970s. My old man and uncle speak so highly of you having watched you live. Having watched nearly all the videos on Chelsea's history, one comment made by Peter Osgood always sticks in my mind. He said the best thing that could have happened to Chelsea was when Dave Sexton nearly left the club but didn't. So, you know, that he's kind of reinforcing that point. Yeah. That, you know, maybe we should have kept you. and Because, uh, I mean, he, he got the boot about, well, not that long after he booted you and Ozzy out. Isn't that right? Absolutely, Alan? yeah. They got, Chelsea got relegated. And that I asked Brian Mears, why, why did you do that? And then all of a sudden... You, you know, because he had such a good record as a manager, and he wasn't, Dave Sexton wasn't a good manager. He was a good coach. Yeah, okay. yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, and I think that proves that today that managers, uh, I mean, Arsenal with that day, they had Bertie Mee, he was a physiotherapist, but he wasn't, he wasn't a coach. Yeah. Don the Howe was a coach. Yeah. I remember at the time that the Chelsea fans were thinking this is going to be the start of a big decline, and it was because the Chelsea fans were outraged when, when. Uh, Sexton wasn't sacked and uh, they got rid of you and Aussie. Well, I don't, I don't think that there was a, uh, even in anyone's mind that Dave Sexton was going to get the sack. It's just that Dave Sexton flipped. He was always fighting with Peter Osgood. Right. You know, they even, he even offered him behind the stand a couple of times to, uh, to <laughs> physical, on oh, yeah. aeroplanes, whatever. Um, Who would you bet on that? Well, no one ever won the fight because it never happened, but yeah. it would have been... I wish I had have had the fight because I'd have had yeah, a bet. Ross I'd have had a bet. No, but Dave Sexton uh, comes from a boxing yeah, family so, and yeah. Ozzy was a street fighter. Um, but the thing that annoys me more of it, the, the point I make about that is that Dave Sexton never see... He always had a guy at Osgood when things went wrong. <laughs> he never, ever took on a scale weighed it all up that Peter Osgood got Chelsea out of so many scrapes with fantastic goals and was the most amazing I mean if Jogba's worth so many millions a day then Osgood trebled that yeah. well funny you mention right. Jogba because I imagine uh, that uh, Scolari probably did the same thing to Jogba he alienated Jogba blamed all of Chelsea's problems on him yeah. And, and yeah. now Scolari's gone, look how much better everything is. Yeah, absolutely. It's a example. And man management. Yeah. It's man management. And he didn't seize that. And that's why I think it's such a shame, a greatest shame for Chelsea. I think this is going to be the most tragic thing ever is going to happen to Chelsea Football Club. Yeah. He didn't leave. He didn't go. Yes. Alan, um, I don't think that's Devin Buried yet. How did you. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. We'll talk about yeah, it a bit it later, I think. But uh, Alan, how did you feel when you when you left Chelsea? Uh, I was stunned because I never thought it would ever happen I, I, me and Peter Osgood sat in the restaurant and Bill Garner on a Friday and we were working out where we were going to was it going to be Manchester United Leeds or AC Milan or in, and nobody wanted us uh, because no because we were tarnished weren't yeah, we we yeah, were yeah. you know so we, we, were, out, we were drunkards and we were drunkards mm. and we were but we were on a Saturday afternoon we used to pat the ground out. And as I, say, I can't say enough how good Oscar was. I mean, he was phenomenal. And I could close my eyes and put it somewhere and he'd score. He was phenomenal. 
but leaving leaving Chelsea was probably the greatest thing ever happened to me. Yeah. Uh, without knowing it, because yeah. I met Tony Waddington, yeah. and I always say that if only if Chelsea had got rid of Dave Saxon and sent him to Stoke, and Tony Waddington come down and been our manager, because at that time George Best wanted to come play for us. Yeah, you, you that's right. Did, yeah. yeah, and if we had a forward line of Charlie Cook. Hudson, Osgood, Ian Hutchinson oh, and George Bass. Stop, stop, stop. It's scary. Oh, well, it's scary. But that, that, is, that is what management's all about. Yeah. Tony Waddington would have... Tony Waddington would have went, oh, George Bass in this. And can you imagine Chelsea would have had to build a ground what a team bigger and bigger and bigger? Been, what a forward been, line. It would have been oh, unbelievable. unbelievable. The I mean, only that, problem we would have had, we might have needed three balls. <laughs> <laughs> and a few more bars. And a few more girls. And a few more girls. Good <laughs> point. One of my other great memories of you was when uh, I was a 10-year-old and I watched you pretty much single-handedly murder West Germany, the world champions. in se- Was it 75 when you beat them 2-0? 2-0. And uh, Dave Jones, who we remember from Swindon, uh, he writes, Beckenbauer described Alan as the best midfielder in the world after England had beaten West Germany 2-0 and Alan had orchestrated and totally dominated play and the England performance. I was so proud to hear this. How did this make you feel, and how did it affect opponents' attitudes towards you? Well, that performance for me was the most amazing performance of my life, mainly because I played against West Germany, and Mm. I played against Don Revy as well. (laughs) I played against the Germans and a man (laughs) Leeds. He picked me in that game to foul... And I didn't foul. I I was creative, unbelievable. Seriously, he hated, he hated all Chelsea players anyway. Yeah. You know, he since after 1970, what happened at Old Trafford, he hated us. He never picked Osgood. No. Uh, in the he even picked a squad of 80 odd players. He never picked Osgood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it just you don't need to be a rocket scientist <laughs> to work that one out. Yeah. And he was the best player in the country. Yeah. Uh, and when he picked me against West Germany, he could have picked me three or four times before. He picked me against Germany, and I knew exactly why he picked me. Uh, and when I left the dressing room that night, I played against the Germans, I played against Revy as well. So it was a double incentive for me to prove my point. And I think I proved it. I think everybody would agree with that. I mean, I, you know, that was the, the, the time when I was really getting into football, as you do as a kid, you know. And, uh, you know, looking back on it as an adult, it... it, it for me, it was a very dark time because England never bloody qualified for any World Cups, and of course, for ten what, years. Yeah, we all remember 70, but but on the other side of the coin, we yeah. had some of the greatest flair players playing in England than we've probably ever had. There was we people like you, Ozzy, Stan Bowles, Rodney Marsh, mental players like Charlie that. George, Frank Worthington, Frank Worthington. All these kind of really, cre- I mean, Christ Almighty, if we had a bunch of players like that who were English now, do you think we'd ignore them like we did in the seventies, Al? Are they better than people like Peter Crouch? I don't know. Now that's a tough one, actually. That's a tough one. That's tough. And that, uh, that is or not... Or Jermaine Defoe, you know. That's not a slander at players like no, that, but that's, we're talking about real quality. Yeah, that's a class. Well, world class. I mean, they, they were actually the best players in the world at that time, yeah. but yeah. we never picked them. No. And then no. five or six years later, a little bit, or even a little bit longer, I came back to England and from America and I was seeing people like Carlton Palmer and David Batty oh, get oh. 60, 70 caps. Jeff Thomas. 
and I hate to say it, I know uh, in front of you boys, but even Ray Wilkins got 70-odd caps. Yeah. Tony Curry got six caps. I got two caps. Ozzy yeah. got four caps. Stan Bowles. Stan Bowles. But Wilkins yeah. never passed it sideways when he played for Chelsea. It was only when he went to Man U he started passing it sideways. Well, <laughs> I've got to be careful what I say. <laughs> no, I'll be honest, we like Ray, so we, we you know. He's a good lad, he's he is a, a lovely lad, lad but he is you a good have lad. to be honest. You know, yeah, he did pass it honest. sideways, let's be honest. Tony um, Curry never passed it sideways. No, he was a great player as well. I, I just, it's still, I mean, you know, if, if you told kids that today, they wouldn't believe you. I mean, it is that simple. The you fact know. that you only got two caps is a complete disgrace travesty, to yeah, Revy and England. Well, to tell, you, to tell you the complete and honest truth, I wish I'd have only got one cap, just a German just cap. Just a German game, right. And I, what I should have done, I should have walked away then because yeah. I knew Rebbe didn't want me. Mm. And what it happens is, like, once again, football and in any job, when you know management yeah. don't want you, yeah. get out. You should walk away. Dead right. And I should have walked away. There's a lovely story. Uh, lost, sure. There's a lovely story, Huddy. You didn't get on with Alf too much either, did you? And he, he didn't he pick you for an under twenty three tour, and you decided that you wouldn't, didn't really want to go, and you had quite an interesting conversation with him. Yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, I didn't like Alf too much. Um, I knew Bobby Moore very well, yeah. and I knew players that, uh, who loved him, Alan Ball loved him because they had that wonderful achievement. Um, but I don't think uh, people should have such an influence uh, through the FA to ban people like me for three years. Mm. I had a very, very bad an ankle injury, yeah. which I'm, as, as you boys will know, when I missed the FA Cup final, and my ankle has been plaguing me for years. I was never ever the same, and, and, and it, wrecked, it wrecked most of my life. I couldn't play on hard grounds. I, I needed it to rain, but... And, and at that particular time, my ankle was absolutely gone. Uh, I just got married. I was moving in a new house with your friend, my son, Al. And I thought all the odds were stacked against me. Don't go, have a rest through the summer. And, but he didn't want to hear my point of view. Once again, go back to Brian Mears, there's two, there's two sides of the coin. And I think, I think what he'd done was it wouldn't happen in another job. I should have been able to sue him, actually, but I was yeah. too drunk tonight at the time. <laughs> yeah. The way I heard it, this is a lovely punchline, but apparently Ramsey says to, to Hardy, he says, well, there'll be repercussions, you know. Yeah. And Alan turns and says, fuck you. Absolutely. Quite right. Absolutely. Right yeah. answer. Hey, you got, he, uh, once again, following a day's uh, sexing syndrome, he got the sack six months later as well, so well, and we go. didn't qualify for no. for two World Cups. And Colin Todd, who was the best centre half in the country at the time, got banned for a years with me. So you know, you it's stupid. You just wouldn't do that. Well, it wouldn't happen in another country. No, no it wouldn't. Bra Brazil wouldn't do it. The Pele, Cruyff no. wouldn't do it in in Holland. Holland, whatever. Right, last question on this bit. Uh, Big Phil Norman's back with a vengeance. Big Phil, by the way, Alan, it's, it's uh, Chris's old man. He's been, he's, been, he's been watching Chelsea since, what, the late 50s? Early Something 60s, like that. Yeah. Anyway, he says, it's a good point, this actually, considering what we've just been talking about. He said, would you have won more England caps if you'd have actually stayed at Chelsea? 
I wouldn't have got any claps. Not with Remy, the manager. No, and Dave Sexton. I mean, good point. I only got, I only really got back in the in the England squad because of Tony Waddington. He banged the drum for me. I was playing so well, but no, no, I wouldn't have. No. And when I left Chelsea, I wasn't playing well. Uh, but that that players. You see players leave clubs and they meet a manager they can play for. Yeah. Uh, that happens, and you can actually say, I see him play last week. I think my last game with Chelsea was maybe Liverpool and I was a disgrace. I was useless. And yet my first game to Stoke six weeks later was against Liverpool and it was one of the greatest games I ever played. And people say, well, or I think to myself, what a change in a player because it's a, it's a new management, it's a new... Confidence, motivation. Absolutely. Yeah, but Absolutely. you look what Hiddick's done since he's come in with the well, Chelsea. Well, Maluda's a great example. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you see Drogba now... Uh, apart from the Blackburn and a couple <coughs> of other games, um, he'd become a monster again. But Malouda's been like a new signing. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean the old team, you can see the whole team, the old attitude. You, you've only got... Uh, and the league table don't lie and point systems don't lie. You know, they're now looking like the team that everyone's got to beat. It's a very good point, and we're going to carry on with all of that thinking about the Chelsea now and what Alan thinks of it just after this break. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Picking up what you were saying before How the... How have we been going now? Oh, ages, but I don't give a fuck. We'll do a, we'll do a two-parter. Um, I don't give a fuck. Alan, we were talking earlier uh, before the break about what you think about Chelsea now, and, uh, you know, we were talking about the difference that, that Gus Hiddings made, and uh, we were talking about Drogba, and, and I think Maluda, weren't we? And I mean, in a way, I think Maluda, since Gus has turned... I mean, Maluda, before... Uh, Gus turned up, was one of the worst players I've seen playing a Chelsea shirt, and yet after Hiddings turns up, He's been like a world beater. All the that... fans, were, fans were slagging him. I yeah, mean, he I was know. so unpopular. Not in CFC UK, though, eh, Dave? No, we don't slag players off in CFC UK. Not anymore. Not anymore, exactly. But, I mean, you know, that goes back to the point you were saying about a difference a manager can make. I mean, I, I happen to think that Hiddings probably the best manager I've seen at Chelsea, certainly from a tactical point of view. What do you, what do you think about Gus? Well, I, it's funny because we're... We met earlier on. I said to the boys in there when he he got the job. Uh, I'm a gambler. I said you can bet them every game of the season from now on. Because this kid is a winner. Yeah. He's a he's a Marino with a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Um, was fantastic. This kid's a he's got the Dutch uh, mentality yeah. of you know win but win with a little bit of flair. Although I think he messed up. Big time against Barcelona yeah, at home. You were saying this earlier, yeah. I said to you in the car, didn't I? I, I think he missed, he, he messed up, and I think that might cause him a few nights. Uh, How do you reckon he missed up, messed up on that? One? I don't think that uh, he took the game to them enough. He took Trump off to the I think before the game, be I, I said, I went to Barcelona, I see the game. We've seen each other, We see, we bumped into each other, didn't we? You didn't buy me a drink again, Dave. <laughs> 
I know, so, you was in a rush, you was sending so, up fanzines. So, Dave, so, Dave, oh, I, so Dave was, yeah. it, was it only a euro out there? Um, no, it's two actually. Have a look at the price. <laughs> Harry, yeah. I told you four. You never give me the money. Did it was you? only a euro in Turin. I bought one of you. Oh, yeah, only because I thought you were skint. I felt <laughs> <laughs> he, says I, that, he says all the time, Dave. I think I told you, Dave, I've got a new book coming up uh, called uh, oh, what, oh What a War about Chelsea's season. And I write in it that um, I think Hiddick messed up because I think at Stamford Bridge in the second leg, if it had gone 20 minutes, try and play against them if they find out that they've got the ball too much, I would have put John Terry up centre forward mm. with Drogba. Mm. And I got the full backs up wide because Barcelona had so much of the ball, you can't play them. No. That You're team. Right. And I th- I'd have said, if there was a corner, I'd said to, said to so many people, they, they laughed at me. I went, and after the game, I think I would prove right. I mean, if you got beat 3 0, so what? You're out anyway. But I think. If John Terry had gone up front with Drogba, it would have frightened the life out of their back four. Their centre-half hadn't played centre-half. No, they had a weakened back four anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And the geezer that played centre-half hadn't played for a long time. Their goalkeeper was... I don't know. I don't know where they got the goalkeeper from. It wasn't a goalkeeper. They sh- if they'd have had Drogba and John Terry up front, they would not have known what to do. I, I can see the point of that because they wouldn't have known what to do. Would have, would have scared, scared. The, You'd have had them scared the poo out of them, wouldn't they? Absolutely. Well, Mourinho yeah, tried yeah. it once, once or twice. He did, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's one on his own. If John Terry has stayed up there, he's he's a kind of man that you want up there. I'm not saying play the Wimbledon way, but they'd have had to, their manager would have had to think how do we combat this. Mm. Well, why well, didn't why didn't they put but, Frankie De Santo on? No, but having said that, having, 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 having said Santo. that. Blackburn did try something similar on Sunday, didn't they? They put they Samba up And he front. was shit, wasn't he? <laughs> anyway, yeah, but he ain't John, scary, he not, he's not, not John Terry. Terry is. Talking about Gus. Different colours. Talking about Gus Huddy. Who, who do you think Chelsea's next manager should be? Me. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll vote for you. No, no, I mean, I don't, I don't think management is such an hard task. All these managers shout about that it's, uh, you got to do this or that. I, I, manage... Everything in life is, is simplicity. Uh, hitting is not nothing special. He's a very, very experienced man who knows the game. Yeah. Um, Harry Redknapp, I know him very well. He's not a great coach. He's not a great manager. He's just a, a man. He deals with, if you know a good player. I love hearing him talk. Though. Well, he, he talks so much sense. Because he's one of us. Yeah. He don't... Uh, there's no act there. You mean man management? Man management. Yeah. Getting the best out of players. Yeah. Um, and people. You've got Absolutely. to hand that to him. He's, he's certainly made the best of what he's got. I mean, which, well, what he's got is fantastic anyway. But he's most got man- the best out of everyone. Martin, most managers, bad managers, complicate things. Like a wife. <laughs> they complicate. They complicate things. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah, my I name's mean, football. That's bloody complicated. But they do. I thought Marino was good at man management. Yeah, he was good at that. He I mean, Marino had a bit too much attitude for the media. He was still good at man the management. Media. He was a great manager. 
Alan, would you, would you have ever wanted to be a manager yourself? I mean, Robert Delsini actually asked this point. He said you've had a well-reported difference of opinions of many of your managers, but have you ever wanted to do it yourself? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Mm. yeah. I, I gave up after a while. I, I was going to get a job at Stoke, and the morning I went to get the Stoke job, uh, the chairman died at 6 o'clock in the morning. They call, they call me lucky now. Um, <laughs> No, I, I want to be a manager, yeah, of course. Good, because, I mean, you, you stay in the game. It's the game you love. Well, you yeah, it's in your blood. It. It's yeah. in your blood. Yeah. But would you really want to be a manager with Chelsea, five million a year, you know? No, I'll take two. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll do it for one. I'll stay in on Saturday night. Because you've got good understanding of the game, obviously, you know, because it's natural to you, the understanding of the game, because that was part, all part of your midfield spreading the play out to... Charlie Cook and Osgood, you got natural understanding of the game, so you would have been a good tactician, I reckon. I think so, and I think what it is is, is no different from anything else. If you go to football clubs and you see youngsters come through, you pass on your experience to them. Yeah. Um, and when I, if if we was, if you were actually David, if you would actually give me the list of Chelsea managers that are total idiots. Uh, one, two, three. Uh, Jeff Hurst, John Collins. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, How many more? Bobby Gould. Well, Bobby yeah, Gould. I mean, same, uh, I mean, same deal. And we, every time they employed them, you think to yourself, where are we going? Yeah. Well, I was so John, much John about. John started all right, then it all went horrible, didn't it? Exactly. Jeff Hurst said Alan Hudson's got more talent in his little finger than I've ever had. Listen, in view, oh, yeah. in, in lieu, in lieu of, a, in lieu of, a, I mean, so he didn't sign me. You must have played. You must have played with Jeff at Stoke. I would have thought. Yeah? I did. Yeah, yeah. I uh, lived with Jeff at Stoke. Well, I won't, I won't be careful what I say then. I've I never a, slept with Judith. Okay. Now we don't. We normally have a thing called Tales from the Shed, but in lieu of that, I've got a great story. My old man was um, invited by the FA to go and watch a cup final a few years back, and he was very pleased with himself about all this horrible corporate hospitality he was getting. So he phones me up and he says, guess where I am? And I knew he was at the cup final. I said, you're at the cup final, Dad. He said, yeah, 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 but guess what I'm doing? I said, I've got no ideas. He says, I'm having lunch. I said, well, that's really nice. He said, he's no, no. But no, no, I'm having lunch with somebody that you, you know, you'd be impressed about. And I said, so who are you having lunch with? He said, I'm having lunch with Jeff Hurst. I said, yeah. He said, well, I'm having lunch with Jeff Hurst. He said, that's pretty cool. He said, do you want to ask him anything? And I said, yeah. Ask him why he was such a shit Chelsea manager. <laughs> and another thing, I bet he didn't pay for the lunch. <laughs> what, the old man or Jeff Hurst? Jeff Hurst. Both of them in my book, mate. Anyway, <laughs> but there you go. Anyway, we should move on. There's, a, there's another question I want to ask you before we ask a few questions from the punters outside. Um, what of the current Chelsea players, which one of those are you, do you reckon are most like you? A what? As a player. Of I like the current me. squad. Yeah, most like you as a player. I mean, you were talking a lot about Frank Lampard, but... No, I, mean, I, I remember a couple of years ago, two or three years ago, Charlie Cook come over from America and... I remember uh, that they didn't want to pitch at half-time. Yeah, yeah, they did, didn't and they? And he yeah, went I on that. telly, he said, I can't, I can't believe that I'm watching Frank Lampard and he's so much like myself. I'd never heard that, but that's what he said on television. And he obviously sees something. Charlie was a... a, a a good judge of players. He's now he's sober. Sleeping, he? <laughs> yeah. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> me. Um, no, but that's that's what he said. And um, as I said earlier on, I can't believe that Frank's become the player he is because mm. I watched him as a youngster, and I thought he's just going to be a great up and down player. But 
he's uh, become a real class player. Well, thanks, thanks to you, because you persuade him to go to Chelsea. Frank Lampard's become a top player f- for yeah. himself and for Chelsea and for England. So, Ab- absolutely, yeah. I, I, I think had he gone to Leeds, I think he'd have got lost. Yeah, Blimey, Leeds. Well, he would have yeah. relegated. He'd been caught in all that fallout after Ridsdale when. when and the club went skint and all that, wouldn't it? Harry Kewell, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 he'd have just got lost with them. Although he's he's a great kid and he's very, very ambitious and everything else, that ambition might have got lost there. And he'd have gone the wrong way. I've got a... Actually, it's a very good... I mean, another big Phil Norman question. He says, what Chelsea players from the 90s to present would you most like to have played with? Well, funny enough, I, I filled a thing out the other day the best Chelsea team of all time... Uh, were um, you in it? Yeah, I'll pick myself. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, Damn right as well. Manager's privilege. Well, no, because I, if I, you pick the best team, it's like going on stage with Sinatra. You want to be on stage with him. Absolutely, you know? so yeah. Absolutely. It, it, for that reason alone. Um, yeah, if you pick the team, you want to play in it, don't you? Well, I, said, I think the, the terrible thing for Chelsea, the, the, the terrible thing for Chelsea at, at that time... <coughs> And I'm a, a great lover of Matthew Hardin. Was he? Um, he got Glenn Hoddle and Rude Hullet in. If they'd have been in their prime when they come to Chelsea, they would have been, you know, up there. Yeah. yeah. In Hullet. the all time, all time. Hullet was unbelievable. Mm. Masola was 30 when we signed him, wasn't he? Well, he was. But I, I must be fair. I thought. Um, him getting the greatest player of all time was not right. I, I think Jimmy Greaves was. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know he might have been a little bit before that, but and you can go back, whatever. But Jimmy Greaves was maybe the greatest of all time in a blue shirt. I've made programmes, Alan, where I've actually tried to make that point that he's the greatest English goal scorer of all time. Well, Absolutely, never comes up either. No. Like, in, the, in the few years that, that I saw him play, I still thought he was an absolutely fantastic player. He'd lost a yard of pace, but he was still... No, he was, he was unbelievable, you're right. But the, you know, the problem is, because he was such a bad manager, and that takes the gloss off what he was on the yeah, field. Yeah, He was fantastic for Chelsea when he played for Chelsea. But as a manager, he was a nightmare. <laughs> Too arrogant. Uh, players didn't like him. The complete opposite of hitting, really. Well, I didn't even know at the time that the, uh, the players hated Viali so much, because... That, yeah, before 2005, that was kind of the glory years for me. Yeah, you know, I'd be like 16, whatever. Yeah, you know, watching us win the FA Cup and then the Cup Winners' Cup. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, that was rosy days. But listening back to it now, all of the players fell out with Viali as well. Well, they probably fell out with Viali because he was one of them. Pullet was. Uh, I don't know if you've ever met a Dutchman with a big chip on their shoulder. He was it. All oh, right. And he. That is rare, actually. Most, most Dutchmen are very humble. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, hitting is, uh, yeah. you know, the other I've side. I've met one Dutchman I didn't get on with. I mean, it, it's rare yeah. to meet a, a Dutchman you don't Well, get yeah. With. I mean, it didn't just happen at Chelsea. He went to Newcastle and it was just exactly yeah. the same. And he tried to drop Shearer. And, yeah. you know. And he was toast after that. Because, well, okay, he, he look. He did live no. in Amsterdam at the time. Last couple of questions <laughs> for, for Alan on, on, on the modern game. There's a couple of crackers, actually. Uh, I'm gonna, the first one is, if you transported Cristiano Ronaldo back in time to the 70s, 
How would your Chelsea side have then dealt with him? And actually, <laughs> David Bergen puts in brackets, stop grinning, you lot. We should go with the West Ham. Well, that's the easiest question of the night. He wouldn't have got past Eddie McCready. Or Chopper. Or Chopper. He wouldn't have got past him. Eddie was the best left back in the world. He was fantastic. Ronaldo, he wouldn't have got past him. On Eddie, Eddie, when he was in his his early days, he wouldn't have got by him. And Ronaldo is no George Best. He is no George Best. He's not even the real Ronaldo. Well, I've even made his name up anyway. I like the fat Ronaldo myself, but there you go. Well, George had the right name as well. He was called the best, and he was. He certainly was. Um, Now, last question. Um, Mike Harvey from Rochester in New York. He says, great job with the guest, Chidge. I guess my question would have to be, from a player's perspective, what's the biggest change in the game since you played? Money. Money. Absolutely. Television, money. Yeah. Um, For better or worse? Well, no, I think it's for better. I think because it's made better television, it's made better watching. I love watching Sky TV. I love watching the best players in the world. It's got to be for better. Anyone that says it's not. The only reason it's not for the better is for the punters who can't go to the game today and can't afford what they've got to pay. It's corporate and everything else. But if you weigh it up, uh, the game's for the better because it's fantastic to be able to put Sky TV on and watch yeah, on a Monday night absolutely. instead of watching EastEnders. Just, just to follow that up, man, we, we've got people listening to this podcast from all over the world, and they, they call themselves Chelsea fans, and they are Chelsea fans because yeah. they support Chelsea in the only way they can, which is to go get into pubs, watch the games, and, and they they Quite listen often to this at five in the morning. At, 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 absolutely, all hours of the, uh, of the so day. So it's got to be good, isn't it? Yes, it's got to be yes. good for everybody. You know, my my power. I was with uh, little TD yesterday, and. He goes over to the pub, he doesn't drink, but he goes over to the pub and he, he watches the game on a Monday night when Chelsea play or Sunday on a Sunday afternoon. It's got to be got the best thing. And I'd love, you know, I wake up every morning with no money and think about these people are getting underground a week, but we want to live today. The world's moved on. Yeah, that's a lovely answer, mate. Um, now, after the short break, David Johnston, the Blue Blagger, CUK, will be giving us the definitive lowdown on the legendary and the best Chelsea fanzine, only a pound, Ari up. But before we do, we should thank Alan for giving us fantastic value. That's a, one of the... Oh, that's brilliant. Alan, you're a legend, mate. Thank you, my son. That's great stuff. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? 
Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea! We're back with the Chelsea Football Fancast. Um, we've had the absolute honour and privilege to be spending about the last hour talking to Alan Hudson. Now it's time to talk to another Chelsea legend. The one and only Blue Blagger. Hurry up. Only a pound. It's only a pound, hurry Love up. It. So, Dave, I've been itching to get you onto this bloody show since since we kind of, you know, nicked it from you. Yeah, I'm only here because my mate Alan's here, aren't I? I know, you are. It took, it took Alan Hudson to, A, get these boys to be here on time, and B, to get Dave on the show. So that's the pull of Alan Hudson, what can I say? But, Dave, I mean, the reason I wanted to get you on the show, because every week uh, we dutifully plug the CFC UK fanzine, including telling everybody where they can get it, what it's all about. But actually, there's only one person who's really qualified to do all of that, and that is you, my friend. So tell us, how, how did the fanzine start? Um, the fanzine started... Um, it, uh, it came about because of the unfortunate uh, demise of uh, the Chelsea Independent fanzine. And um, in a few of our opinions, uh, the Chelsea Independent had um, gone a little bit soft as far as the battle against Ken Bates was concerned. What, so we, what kind of what kind of time are we talking about? 1999. 1999. Yeah. yeah. Going. Um, it's been going ten years, and um, the hundredth issue is coming out against Sunderland. What are we on now? We're on. Are we on 99. Issue, no, we're on issue 100. Out for Sunderland. That is a, that is the hundredth issue. It is. Yeah. Oh, it's actually the hundred and third publication because we've done um, a Zola special. We did a Football Factory special because yeah. I'm a very good friend of John King's who wrote the Football yeah, Factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, myself and um, Alan Hudson was in it, weren't we, Al? You were in the Football Factory, yeah, actually. They had to get, um, I remember that. They had to get us into Attract More Birds to watch it, didn't they, Al? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, me, you and um, the Oz, wasn't it? Who was and the biggest attraction? Me, me and Mick. So you know Nick Lowe, then? Not Nick Lowe, Nick Love. Freudian yeah, slip. yeah, Nick Love. Yeah, he lives. He actually lives in Chelsea. Does he really? Yeah, is he, he's is a, he a Chelsea fan? No, nah, he's not. He's a Millwall supporter. He's got Millwall tattooed on the inside of his lips. Only because they bullied him into supporting Millwall when he I made the film, I bet. Uh, it must have done. I wouldn't have fancied it. <laughs> it is a cracking film, though, I have to say. It's one of the few football films that have actually got any sort of resemblance or authenticity. Jog on. Jog on, you lemon. That I love it. That it's an good. ID. What? That an ID. 
Yeah, all right. We, we could have an, an argument about football programmes for the rest of the programme, and we're not going to. So, look, in a, in a nutshell, what is the point? What is the purpose of the fanzine? Because, I mean, I know that, that they've got a long history which goes back to the 80s, but, you know, tell me what it's for, mate. Well, it's, it's um, basically to... Um, it started out as um, a rallying point for uh, people who... Um, didn't agree with uh, Ken Bates's uh, philosophy of the way he wanted to run Chelsea Football Club, and um, it's basically a platform for um, Chelsea supporters to air their views. What people have really got to realise out there in, in podcast land, if I don't sound like some American dickhead disc jockey, but what people have got to realise is that you know, in the modern game, the fans are very much disenfranchised from the clubs. In the old days, when a lot of the guys around this table started supporting Chelsea. You know, the club really belonged to the fans because it sure as hell didn't belong to anybody, anybody else. But these days, we're very, very far removed from that. So, in my view, the fanzine is the one kind of last bastion of, of where the real fans can actually air their views and say how they feel. Isn't that right, Dave? Yeah, it is. It's um, from the street um, for people on the street, basically. You know, we don't set out to, um, you know, big the, be the big I ams or. Um, if I can say the Billy, uh, I'll change that to Billy Big Boots. The other word started with B as well, but we'll call it yeah. <laughs> You mean but, Billy Big Bollocks? Yeah. All right. But, um, I, don't use, I don't use language like that. But, um, you don't even understand it. <laughs> you know, we're, we're not, it's not there to um, put any of ourselves who write in it up there. It's just a thing for um, to keep Chelsea supporters you know, in touch with reality, really, as far as their football club's concerned. I mean, one, one of the things we always say, when I, well, one of the things I always say when I plug it is that oh, I've nicked the bit from your website, actually, which for me sums it up, is that everybody who writes in that fanzine writes from the heart. Yeah. It's absolutely for real, you know. Yeah, except... Um, what, I, what I like as well is... It thank says you. on it, published in the memory of Matthew Harding. Yeah, 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 yeah. it is, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Matthew, Matthew Harding was a um, good pal of mine as well, and... Um, what did he last heard he said to you? Uh, he gave me his uh, business card when he just changed offices. No, he didn't. He was talking about... <laughs> he, was telling, he told me, he said that about you. <laughs> no, he was all right, um, Matthew. Um, for those who uh, don't know, I, um, I've recorded a few uh, tracks of Chelsea music with um, Billy Bluebeat and um, Matthew... Not, uh, Bi not Billy Big Bollocks? No, nah, Billy Bluebeat. And... Um, Matthew, um, I used to send him all the tracks and uh, he used to call me um, Billy. But um, if I can tell you one top, top story about um, Matthew Arden, right? Uh, how he looked at the Chelsea supporters. This is a proper, proper top story, right? For those of you who know me, right? Um, before I had a season ticket, I never used to bother. I used to do my best not to give uh, Ken Bates any money. I will, you know, I used to... Uh, Me as well, yeah, Dave. Me yeah, as well. fair play, you know, like the We've rest of us. We've all been there. Yeah. And um, one day, uh, I, had to, um, I had to go and um, interview um, a guy called Philip Hook. He used to do the Antiques Roadshow. I interviewed him for um, the Chelsea Independent. And uh, I won't uh, tell the listeners where he lives, but it's, it's within... It is within... Alan Hudson's trying to make me laugh, put me off, by the way. But he can't do it. 
Like, Tell knows all about this. We do this to Tell every week when he no, does Tell. I'll, I'll, I'll just hit his bag. I'll hit his bag. Leg, that'll shut him up. <laughs> um, I can't believe I'm eating Alan Hansen's chips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Mine, has he, si- has he signed them for you? <laughs> I not signed them yet. <laughs> I won't bother telling that top story. <laughs> come on, come on, hurry up. Dave, I get this every week. Carry on, mate. Right. <laughs> so anyway, I, t- I finished um, interviewing this guy called Philip Hook, and uh, pictures expert from the Antiques Roadshow. Not a stone's throw away from Stanford Bridge. It was about 7 o'clock one night after the game. So... Um, I used to do my own um, unofficial tours of the ground because they never used to lock it up properly. <laughs> well, any time I wanted, you used to go down and have a look in the dressing rooms, <laughs> this, that, and the air around there. Anyway, this particular night, I'd, uh, um, <laughs> Alan will tell you this, right? Where the players' entrance is now, you used to walk down the players' entrance before you get you used to get to the dressing room. The bar used to be on the right hand side. There used to be a bar there, and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just said he never went to the bar, but that's, <laughs> an, that's another lie he's told you. Uh, um, anyway, right, as I've been walking down the tunnel towards the pitch, I've looked to me right in the bar, and Matthew Arding is, sta- is sitting at the bar supping a pint of Guinness. And I've been walking round this, this football club. It should have been this, but it was Ken Bates. So I'm walking round Stanford Bridge at half seven at night, not meant to be there. I've walked down the players' tunnel, looked in the bar, Matthew Arden's sitting there drinking a pint of Guinness, and he'd seen me and he went, all right, Billy. And I went, all right, Matthew, and just carried on walking <laughs> round and round. That's fair enough, isn't it? That'll do. That, Lovely story, what a day. So we got, we got a tail from the shed there for free, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. I really so. Well done, Dave. Listen, mate, going back to the fanzine, I mean, I, I know that you've had a few massive successes with it, but, I mean, we, we kind of know about the... When you the only successful, uh, the only person to successfully sue Ken Bates. No, the first actually, because I think Sheffield United, oh, right. uh, Sheffield Wednesday, they may well have done. They, yeah. So, the, well, at least you were the first. Yeah. But there's another thing that the fanzine did, which I think is, is really worth a mention about the badge. Yeah. Yeah, we got um, when um, we started it when um, Ken Bates was there actually, because it, it's not that well known a fact that um, myself. Um, a guy called Neil Beard, who represented CFC UK on the last, for the last two years on the fans forum, and uh, Gary Backus, who now does the uh, Vital Chelsea site, and uh, we were representing a group of um, Chelsea supporters um, who um, know some very influential influential Chelsea supporters. Um, Alan's a good mate, one of them. Uh, our mate Graham Bell, Belly. Martin Knight. Yeah, Martin Knight, and uh, that were you know they was um, backing us to um, take a few issues to Chelsea, and um, we'd start uh, you know despite my history with Ken Bates, um, he, st- he started um, sitting up and taking notice of of what we were saying because we proved that we weren't scared of him. Yeah, and um, you know we were uh, you know we were putting our point. To, we'd had a few meetings with him and then uh, Mr. Bramovich come in and um, saved the day. But we started a campaign to get rid of the um, the Bates badge and bring back the... Um, oh, the Millwall badge. The yeah, Millwall yeah, badge. badge, yeah, exactly. See, see, Felix, we told you not to get that tattoo, exactly, son. Yeah. Well, that's it, isn't it? You know, the, the thing is, you know, people start... 
people have got their own opinions on Ken Bates. People think I hate him. I don't. I try not. I try not to hate anybody. We had a disagreement. We're all right with each other now. We see each other now and again. He's took it on the chin, and um, but the, th the thing is. People fell out with um, Ken Bates when he started messing with the club, such as changing the badge. And, um, you know, the way he used to treat people, the way he treated Matthew Arden when he was alive, yeah. the way he treated him when he was dead. Fair play to Batesy. He must have had a couple of bottles of that wine when he decided to name the stand the Matthew Arden stand. But there's a lot of other things that um, Batesy did that, you know, he could have been a Chelsea hero, but he ended up a Chelsea zero. He did. That's a good point. He, I mean, he did, we, we, he did try to call it the North Stand after uh, after a few years. I mean, we had one year in our season ticket said the yeah, North did, Stand, not the Matthew Harding yeah. Stand. That changed the very next season, but he did it once. I mean, we we had a a, a big discussion about Batesy actually a few shows back because a lot of people were writing in going on about it, and we actually, to be fair, we we all came down on the side of him at the end of the day because, quite frankly, there wouldn't be Chelsea. Now, well, if it had look, been look at the ground now. That is a memorial to him, and, and maybe it could have been done better. But never, nevertheless, don't forget when he first came in there, he bought that place for a pound. It belonged to a property developer. Only a pound. Hurry yeah. up. Anyway, Dave, what's the future of the CFC UK fanzine? Um, be nice to. Um, that's Sir Jeff first ringing Alan Hudson yeah. to complain about I'm his comments. Be co-manager. It's the lawyers on the phone, He's just actually. said he did buy that round, Al. You're talking <laughs> Ollocks. <laughs> Ollocks. Billy Blue Ollock. Um, we'd um, be nice if we could um, go forward, look forward to the next 100. But to be honest with you, we're trying to... Um, all the kids you see out selling for us, um, they earn a couple of quid from doing it. Everyone who sells to the Chelsea fanzine gets 50 pence after money that they uh, bring back. And we're trying to encourage the kids to see that um, if they do go out and sell it and earn a few bob, maybe start writing for it, yeah. they can um, carry it on yeah. and uh, keep it going because I think Chelsea supporters need it. You know, yeah. I've been doing yeah. this. I've been doing the CFC UK stroke Matthew Arden's Blue and White Army because that's what we started yeah, out yeah. as for um, 10 years now. I was with the Chelsea Independent... Um, Sorry, it's a Jana moment. Let's <laughs> away, but Jana. It's that Jana moment. Jana, la 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 la. Um, Sorry, mate. I, I was with the um, Chelsea Independent since um, 1990 something, early, you know, 1990, 1991 or something, and it takes it out of you. I'm yeah. not like you, locked down the pub till uh, five to three. Oh, I've only. You know what I mean? <laughs> in a quick sprint down the Fulham Road to get in ten minutes late. I'm out there selling that fantasy, yeah. and yeah. you know. It's hard work, isn't it? It is hard work. It's like it's home and away. You like that? It's like that, Mr. Wolf in in, in uh, was it Reservoir Dogs or Pulp, Pulp, Pulp Fiction? Yeah. I love your work. Thank you. We do <laughs> actually. Thank I you. think before before we give him a, a rapturous round of applause, which we bloody well should do actually. But uh, how can people get the fanzine, Dave? I mean, I, I know if we're at the game, we can always get it off you there. But if you live in America or Australia or whatever, how, um, how do they get it? You can email the CFC UK fanzine via CFC UK fanzine at cfcuk.net. How hard was that? So get on the bloody email, people, and order it because it is the it's the it's about the realest bit of Chelsea you'll you never get. regret it. And it's going to get better next year. Um, a lot of people were hoping that for the hundredth issue we'd do a bumper edition. We decided not to because of time and. Um, the way the fixtures have turned out, but we will be doing um, 
something what we think is a little bit special sometime next season to mark the first hundred yeah. issues. And we look forward to that. I look forward to that. Thank you very much. Let's hope so. Hello, Jenna. Yeah, we'll have a special full colour centre spread of Jenna. Oh, yes. Look, painted you. on Chelsea shirt. Yeah. But no, I mean, it also... A big tray of pints of Guinness and, and, and vodka and oranges. All strategically placed to cover her modesty. Um, but uh, I no, I mean, it is a... Well, or not, as the case may be. There speaks the young person around the table. But there you go. The, the Dave, I mean, Dave, we should really applaud you for the work that you've done for the last 10 years, mate, because it is, as I said, I think it's about the, the most real part of Chelsea that you can find. Uh, Alan's, Alan's, I don't know, Alan, you got a point? He's top man. He's a top man. I'd just like to say that, um, you know, I suppose it's because I'm the main seller of the uh, CFC UK fanzine that uh, everybody likes this well done and everything, but to be honest with you... There's Jeff Hurst again. Tell him you bought that last <laughs> round. <laughs> Alan's in demand. Uh, um, <laughs> if you didn't hear that, Alan just said, you're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. Uh, if I can continue now, yes. Alan. Thanks. It's all right. He's finished on the phone. We can crack on. Um, yeah, come on. Um, finish me off. You might as well have the chips. Um, the thing is... That fan team wouldn't be where it was today if it wasn't for everybody who helps write for it, sell it, and most of all, buy it. Thank you lot out there. Cheers. Up yeah, the well, done. Well, well, well done to you too, Dave. Well done. Well done, Dave. Well done to Top you. man. Sterling effort. Forever. And can I say, just as a footnote to that, that this, this, this fan cast wouldn't be where it, was to, where it is today without Dave Stone. Absolutely. Yeah, and also what people may or may not know is that Dave's very kindly put a link on the CFC UK website for us as well. And, he, and, he's, and he's, he's lovely enough to allow me to, to write my stupid little bit about the programme every week and put it on there. So he's been a great help to us. When he bothers so sending right, it in, we haven't had it this week. Well, because we? the link doesn't work, but we won't <laughs> tell everybody that. Week. Let's not go down that road. Anyway, look, we're going to ask you a few questions because a few of the punters have sent a few in. And, I mean, as you're such a legend at Chelsea, I think we should ask you. Um, David Bergen at Glasgow wrote, Ken Bates and Leeds United, the perfect match? Question mark. He's not doing a bad job there, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Exactly. They stay where they belong this season. Yeah, anyway. exactly, uh, yeah. George Rogers from Virginia Tech, he writes, Claudio or Ancelotti? Claudio Ranieri. Okay, I like that. Robert Delcini from Australia writes, Do you miss standing on the shed? Good day, Bruce. We do, yeah. What is your favourite era of the club? For me, it was Hoddle, Gullet and Viali. Um, oh, yeah, it's got to be, um, it's got to be the um, 90s, really. Not uh, the bad days of the 80s. So, yeah, basically yeah, yeah, the same. Yeah, yeah. Basically the yeah, same. Yeah, Hoddle, yeah. Remember who's sitting next to you. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely, yeah, yeah. All right, and his last one is, what do you think of the man boobs kit? Um... I've got to say that I asked the question at the fans forum, are the players happy with the kit? We, the supporters, don't want them running on the pitch feeling like a bunch of divvies. So why did they let them wear that funny well, yellow colour or green uh, thing well, that it was? I, you know, yeah. it's all about money, I'm afraid. You know what? Since Czech had that orange kit, he's played like a lemon, mate. Ah, uh, yeah, but I'll check. <laughs> <I'll t> <laughs> if I'm not, mix, if I'm not mixing my fruits. What does Ray Clements think of that? Can I... Whoa. The thing about it is that Peter Cech wanted that colour himself. Apparently he did, because apparently yeah. it puts him off. The only yeah. time I've ever saw that was when we played Bolton at home last season. Oh, and and Juve was running up towards him, time. only had Cech to beat, and he saw he looked up and he saw Peter Cech with that orange kit and he fell over. 
So he clearly was distracted by the orange kit. He'd been tangoed. Oh! Yeah. Well, yeah. Hey. But, but it was before Ray Wilkins joined, so I don't think he had. Don't forget when he first brought that out, he had the orange shorts as he well. Did, it, was, it? it was orange. It was mental. Foot, yeah. Right, Dino Spagnoli's asked, who is your Chelsea cult hero? Uh, apart Arden. from Alan Hudson. <laughs> um, Matthew Arding. It's got to be Matthew Arding or, you know, uh, Alan Hudson apart. I think Joe Cole's one of the, my all-time favourite ever, ever Chelsea supporters. Yeah. Not just because of what he does on the football pitch, not just because he's a Chelsea supporter, but he's a proper, proper, proper nice guy. And if, I, if he allowed me to come on here and tell him, tell you lot everything he's ever done for people that you just don't read about, You'd need a free, you'd need free shows for so me to tell you. He's a top man. Oh, he's a brilliant guy. And can I just say that he's going to go and watch Darren Barker, British Commonwealth uh, middleweight champion, fight on Saturday night oh, at cool. Watford. Honestly, what? Yeah, Watford Coliseum, and uh, he loves his um, boxing show. And uh, here's an exclusive for you. For the podcast, anyway, um, it was in the uh, fanzine, but it's not been out there on the internet. Darren Barker, when he fights on Saturday, he's going to have the Chelsea crest on his shorts. Yes. Top man, have it. Joe Cole, as Dave well knows, is 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 been my absolute Chelsea hero since he's been playing there, and uh, he's welcome on this show anytime. Well, uh, I could Dave, have a word know. with him, but he's a he's a very busy kid. Summer, you know, there's a you have a week or two off. Get yourself fit, Joe. Fit instead Joe, of going we... and lying on a beach somewhere, get your ass down here well, and be on our podcast. Get yourself is, fit, Joe. We want you back next season. He's going to come back fitter and stronger. I hope so. Exclusive interview him, with him in the hundredth edition of CFC UK yeah. out for Sunderland. Hurry up. Hurry up, only a pound. He's a legend, Joe Cole. And he did, of course, sign your article you wrote about he him. He did sign the Chich. article I wrote about him, which is very sweet of him. And I finally picked it up from Dave, actually, this week, so that was good. Last question. If there was one player and one player only that deserved to have a statue erected outside Stamford Bridge, who would it be? Uh, it's got to be... Um, well, if it ain't Alan Hudson, it would have to be Peter Osgood. Yeah. yeah. Aussie. Right. And, um, It'd have to be outside the ship. Well, and, um, you know... Again, you know, we're not having a go at Chelsea, but they've been banging on about that Osgood statue. It's about time they had it out yeah. there. Any other club, they'd have had it done within a couple of Bobby weeks. Bobby Moore's got one. Bourne yeah. is the king of Stanford. We Bridge. need it up Billy, there. Billy Bremner's got one, for Christ's sake. Yeah. We should get something going, get a bloody petition together yeah, and sort them out, Dave. I think I'll have a statue sooner than he has. I think Jimmy Green. He weren't there long enough. No, no. But he was a legend. Alan, and I'm sorry, mate, in today's modern no, no, football, he played for... He played for... You should, he, yeah, you never... So you, Jason Cundy. You never committed the Cardinals. Yeah, but Jason, Jason Cundy's come back. <laughs> there you go. OK, final point, that was. Uh, Dave, well done, mate. That was lovely. It's really nice to actually hear it from the horses. Well, thank you. My all pleasure. Right. Thank you, and good luck to... Um, you lot and all. Right, that is about all we've got time for this week because you if we not. carry on any longer, we will be into well, next week. We will be into next week. I'm staying at Yarners, so I'm all right. Yeah, Dave's, Dave's <laughs> pulled, he's all right. Alan's probably going to fight him for her, I suspect. Anyway, <laughs> we will be back next week with more Chelsea related opinion and banter. Now, we're all off to the cup final in a couple of weeks' time, which means an English breakfast in Paddington at 10 o'clock, followed by a good session in the Victoria pub before we head off to Wembley. Now, we'll still be doing the shows over the summer, so you can pop along to Putley Station when we record the shows. 
Uh, it's an excellent opportunity for you to buy us all a drink, obviously. And, of course, if you want to be on the show, if I think you're funny enough, no problem. Just let me know and we'll see what we can do. If you're shy, you can always just heckle from the back, as people have been known to do. The Aussie, oi, oi. The, yeah, the Aussie boys, I think, did the that Aussie very boys, well, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Anyway, a few thank yous. Thanks to Emma and all at Putney Station for hosting the fan cast and looking after us in their inimitable fashion, Jana especially. Yeah, thanks, Jana, for walking by. Now, She's lovely. I need to give out massive thank yous, as always, to the legend, our own, we have our own legend, it's Chell Tell. Thank you, Chell. Cheers, it has been one of the best shows ever. It's the best what show ever. Two isn't it? great guests. I know. David Hudson Road. The best <laughs> show ever. Road, yeah. I, road. I lived in the same road as Alan Hudson, only for a bit. Didn't Billy Joel write a song about that? He well, did. Upson Road. Oh, <laughs> very good. That's no, incredible, Upson Road. Not, not a lot of people live down there. Uh, that's, that's right, yeah. It. So, me and Alan are. You are neighbours. Yeah. I was nearly as good as footballer as Alan. <coughs> In your dreams, son. Yeah, then he woke up. Chris, as always, lovely to see you, my friend. It's been more than a pleasure tonight. And good to be your kind of Big Phil's representative on earth here in the presence of Alan. So it's nice that we've had, you know, a bit of link there. Martin. I certainly can't say how much I've really enjoyed yeah. the show tonight. And Alan's been... It's been a cracker, and isn't it? a legend that he is, he really has. And he's a lovely guy as well. And uh, wow. Dave the Blue Blagger, we finally got him on the show. Thank you so yeah, much for coming so on. Well but on, most of all, my friend, thank you so much for getting this fantastic gentleman on our show who is a true Chelsea legend, who has entertained us royally for the last couple of hours. Alan, thank you very much. Yeah. I know, I know. I know. Top man. Right, and uh, many, many, many thanks to all you lot out there for listening, as always. We will be back next week to review the last league game of the season. Hopefully we'll be putting Sunderland down. And to preview the FA Cup final against the Everton. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chills. Up the chills! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.